I know this sounds insane, but this is an insane world. We have to come for them before they come for us. It's that simple. Heads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Karen, and this is the Walking Dead cast, episode 195. Woo! Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. <laughs> Please visit Harry's.com and use promo code Deadcast to save five dollars off your first purchase. And also by Fracture for beautiful photos printed on glass. Go to FractureMe.com and use the same code Deadcast for fifteen percent off your first purchase purchase and we're announcing an awesome contest for fracture so listen up for that when we do our ad a little bit later i'm excited i'm excited to hear so it. we're back Woo! walking dead oh, finally it feels like it's been forever yeah well it has been for me i know even though fear the walking dead i don't feel tied it over i I'm, I'm like yay we get to talk about walking dead again yeah it's now in its sixth season officially mm-hmm. which i think is kind of a, a big deal because i was looking up shows that have lasted six seasons yeah, yeah. what'd you find uh mash i mean mash was like 10 <laughs> or 11 but walking dead is now uh has outlasted my favorite show six feet under oh, that was only it? five seasons mm-hmm. also less than six breaking bad battlestar galactica and the wire Dang. so we're into we're well into the life of this show you know yeah, it almost scares are. me like because hmm, but the producers want us to go on for 20 years i know how long are we gonna be podcasting <laughs> i mean it, the, see that the thing that i've said this before but if they go that long then the way that it will end is if it gets so bad no one wants to watch it anymore right the good thing about a show like breaking bad is vince gilligan had this arc in mind yes. and ended on top can yes. the walking dead end on top well it's, the do you still watch the simpsons and it's in no. year, practically in year 30. <laughs> we watched it the other night. Um, I was thinking it held up pretty okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Yeah, you know, wh- when I do catch an episode, which is like once every couple of years, I think, oh, it's not as bad as everyone says. It's still pretty funny. Because <laughs> people say it's awful. Really? Yeah. I don't they, hear that. But you stopped watching it. It's just I did. too much of, course of the same I did. thing, right? Well, there's only That's so all. much... television there's so many hours in a day yeah there's too much good tv well here's a few more uh six seasons lost and the sopranos Mm -hmm. so that's this year for them those shows both i think went out on top so did all the five season shows i mentioned seven buffy the vampire slayer that ended strong (gasps) right so good mad men ended Mm -hmm. strong star trek next generation yep uh, Game of Thrones is supposed to go seven, although who knows? True Blood, eh, that could have ended mm, one year yeah, earlier. Yeah, probably could have. And jumped the shark a little bit. Eight Dexter is a big one. That should have ended after probably season two or three, I think. I can't wait to watch the first two seasons then. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. He's awesome. Same guy from Six Feet Under, by the way. Nine Seinfeld, that could have ended a year earlier. Probably, yeah. The Office could have ended a couple of years earlier mm-hmm. when Steve Carell mm-hmm. left. Friends lasted 10. I think that was still pretty good, but 
wavering. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they were sort of getting into more of like a parody of themselves yeah. towards the end. It's a good show. I, I from what I understand, sure. uh, the kids today love that show. That um, Taylor Swift sang "Smelly Cat" with Lisa Kudrow at something. I would like to have seen <laughs> that actually. <laughs> uh, me too. And you mentioned Simpsons. That's twenty-seven and counting. Twenty-seven. Is that what they're at? And thirty-five and counting. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Have you been watching the new? I've watched the first two and I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like I like this guy with his big bushy eyebrows. I do too. He's growing on me. Yeah, much like his eyebrows. Good, (laughs) are growing on him. (laughs) Um, All right. So, anyways, oh, and then some shows that ended way too soon. Firefly, of course. Freaks and Geeks, one of my favorites. One season. Excellent. Judd Apatow, right? Yeah, the the network was like, why can't these kids ever win? And Judd's like, that's not the kids we're talking about. We're talking about the real kids. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's good. And then Arrested Development. Which (laughs) should have gone on. And I'm going to tease you guys a little bit more before we get into the episode, because I have a couple of announcements I'm really proud of first. Then I promise we'll get into it. But before we do, two new podcasts in our Podcastica network. The first is Podcastica Junkies with Harry Duran. This is the guy that interviewed me um, a couple of weeks ago now. I Right away, I was like, man, this guy's great. He's doing something that I wanted to do, but just never found the time for, which uh-huh. is do a podcast where you get to interview other podcasters. Uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah, what this is, yeah, Podcast yeah, Junkies, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he and I are both pod- Starly podcast Kind, junkies. Starly Kind. Yeah, I mean, I want him to get up to those guys, like yeah. Mark Maron and you listen um, to the Mystery Ira Show, right? Glass and all that. Mystery Show's awesome. No, is that Starly uh, Kind? Oh, that's Starly Kind's Mystery Show. Everybody download that podcast. He, he did interview... Uh, Mark Marin's producer after they did that whole Obama mm-hmm. thing and yeah. it was great and he has this really natural fun interesting style he's very in the moment he doesn't stick to his script and he goes really in depth and with people Harry I'm talking about yeah, now, yeah, you know, yeah. on podcast junkies junkies he interviews all types uh, artists entrepreneurs political podcasters fanboys like you and me in fact I I thought you Not know I should have told him well, you're a fangirl, <laughs> that you and I should have gone on there together and been interviewed by him. I wish I would have suggested that because it would have been fun. Yeah. Um, but he is going to talk to some of the other podcasters in the network now, you know, whoever Beautiful. wants to, I think. So uh, because yes, Mr. Blog please. is, in his own words, a podcast whore, he said he'll do any podcast that wants to interview him. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds slutty. <laughs> so... <laughs> so he'll be on there. Very, for sure. very sexy there. Yeah, that's him. I like it. And uh, if we want to interview him, he'll come on, I'm sure. Beautiful, we should. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, that's I'm excited about that. Check it out at podcastica.com. The second one I'm excited about is one I'm doing, which makes me less excited because it's more work. But. <laughs> 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 Am I talking that up well? No. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's <laughs> Evil Dead Cast. <gasps> Yay! Yay! With can, me. Can I be the first subscriber to that? Yeah. Woo! Well, second, because I already subscribed. Because you already but, subscribed. Um, <laughs> it's me and my friend Richard, who yep. I've known since seventh grade, back in the, way back in the mid-80s. And we've loved Ash and Evil Dead ever since it came out in 87. Uh-huh. We watched it at my friend Tim's house. And uh, he dressed up like Ash for Halloween. I mean, we just love Evil Dead. And we're so excited because 
the new show, Ash vs. Evil Dead, which starts on Halloween, yes, is directed and co-written by Sam Raimi. They're mm-hmm. making this because people won't leave them alone about doing a sequel. And they're like, fine. So they're trying to make it just, you know, with the same spirit as the movies, but adding to it. And you've been seeing the ads for it? Uh, I've seen a tr- like a three minute trailer where he has the girdle. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, they, last night uh, on The Walking on the Dead, they had a, an advertisement for it and it was fabulous. Really? Oh. It's a new one? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it isn't. It was new to me anyway. He's diving across the room and his chainsaw hand yeah, is coming at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was, meets it in midair and yeah. slices up some deadites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Grandma. And, uh, it, they showed the first episode this weekend at New York Comic Con, uh-huh. and uh, I was so jealous. And of course, that crowd would love it. Yeah, but I'm they, jealous too. They loved it, and the reviews that have been coming out. I've been trying not to read too much because I don't want spoilers, but it's good vibes so far. So yes. uh, I'm stoked. So in our first, there's one episode up right now, and we covered Evil, the Evil Dead, the first movie. Then we'll cover Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness in the next couple episodes before the premiere in October, and then we'll just do that. You know, are you doing? Are you covering the Evil Dead reboot? Nah, what we talked about it, and since it's so different in style, yes. um, I like that movie. But we might talk about it, but we we probably won't cover it. I gave it a big. We fat have so meh. much time. <laughs> yeah, I figured something out about you. So I was like, did, I, was, did you? I think so. You tell me if you're hmm. right. But I was I was thinking, man, I got to get Karen to watch uh, American Horror Story second season <laughs> because it's I loved it. But then I then I thought, wait a minute, Karen likes either something with that's funny, like Evil Dead or with heart, like Walking Dead. If it if it's just vicious and messed up then you might not like it so much if it's vicious and messed up mm-hmm. but clever it's clever <laughs> well i've got to tell you yeah david and i watched american horror story hotel last night oh my god yesterday afternoon so... I, I i'm 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 getting to the point where i'm offended by this show. <laughs> <laughs> like now, there's demons we... uh yes, apologies to yes. any young people out there but ass raping poor guys mm-hmm. with like drill bits yes strapped yes. Mm-hmm. used as a strap that was on. hard to watch yes and that was like the the least, the least offensive of it. Thing. Yes, <laughs> <So>. exactly <laughs> it's but, getting to be almost too much for me but david and i watched it and mm. we liked it we're gonna keep going with it so there you go i'm telling you if season two like i, I was heartbroken that you guys finally took me up on that but you watched season one i'm like no season two <laughs> <laughs> asylum is completely different okay asylum but, it is yeah it's it's so good maybe that's what we have to watch yeah um Anyway, so Evil Dead cast, that's the first episode out. You can check out these and our other shows on our network at podcastica.com. Brittany and Amanda are covering Once Upon a Time now that it's in season. Rem, Jonathan, and Ian are, are cranking them out. They did Cube, which I love. I haven't listened to that one yet, but I want to hear what they think. And then they did Phantom Menace, which luckily they all realize is a shitty movie. So then I would... <laughs> Not want them in my network. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's it. You're banished. And then um, they are doing The Martian this week, which I saw and loved. Did you? Matt Damon, yeah. God, I can't wait. I'm trying to read the book first, and it's... A, it's <laughs> I probably should just see the movie. And then yeah, the just see the movie. It won't be in the movie theaters forever. <laughs> well, you can always watch it on video, but don't read books. Jeez. <laughs> now, sponsored by Audible. <laughs> 
Uh, and then finally, we have, of course, Grace and Mr. Blog, who cover amazing, great indie comics each week, mm-hmm. including The Walking Dead. Beautiful. That's a fine-looking network you yeah. got going there. It's going, going pretty good. All right, let's move on to the main event. Attention, shoppers. Deadcast Top 5 in 5, 4, 3, 2... Okay, <laughs> it's Deadcast Top 5 this week. It's Top 5 Highlights for Season 6, Episode 1, First Time Again. Did mm. it feel like the first time again for you? Felt like the, not the first time. It kind of felt like the sixth time, actually. <laughs> but the sixth time is good. Yeah. Because now we're getting good at it. Yeah, the sixth time and you really got, have And we got past the awkwardness. See, if they do get to 20, we'll be like, oh, maybe we should go to a different show. <laughs> get get <laughs> a little freshy on. This is getting old. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're right in that sweet spot. So, episode one, I loved it. I gave it four point eight five out of five brains. Nice, that's, yeah, that's a pretty high. High score. Yep, yep. It was great to see these characters again. I loved the storytelling. I thought it was very complex, and I thought it was a big, big scope to the story. Mm-hmm. I love the stylistic tool of toggling back and forth between black and white and pulp fiction style color. Yeah, I, well, yeah, and the fact that they went forward and backwards with the story arc, mm-hmm. and I thought it was beautifully acted, scripted, filmed the whole bit, and I loved it. Why didn't you give it a five? Because I want to hold out. Oh. Because that's Melissa when... gave one episode of Fear the Walking Dead a five. She and did. I was, like, I was like, somebody give an episode of five. That's not <laughs> supposed to happen yet. We haven't had achieved the perfect Walking Dead show. Did the computer melt? But did your head like, explode? Well, should I say something? I'm like, oh. I guess I just won't say anything. Did you mean five or <laughs> did you sure? mean 4.5? 4. 4. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, the world did not so, stop spinning. We're still here. Nah, I guess we're all right. Life continues <laughs> apace. Uh, well, I thought it was a very good episode with problems. I thought the setup with the zombies, how they got there and the plan to lead them out was was kind of flimsy or problematic and... The back and forth with the black and white felt like they were trying to solve a problem to me. It didn't feel like they were, they were doing it out of artistic uh, like creativity. And then what I've heard since kind of goes along with that, but I'll, we'll get into it. So, you know, even so with that, I, that, those problems aren't horrible. They're fine. And the great stuff was really great. The character stuff was awesome. There were some amazing zombie scenes, like nothing we've ever seen before. So I give it a 4.2, which is still, you know, decent. Still, I'd say a solid B plus. Yeah, that would be an 8.4 if we were doing it out of 10, <laughs> which is an 84%. <laughs> I would be happy to get that on a calculus exam. Not too bad. Of all the uh, premieres, let's see. Season one was amazing. Season two. Season five is the best. Was okay. I guess season five, yeah, was totally amazing. Uh, Season three was was one of my favorite episodes ever. So I think I liked it um, fourth best out of the... Or fifth best. In the I think Pantheon. I missed one in there somewhere. Anyway, who cares? Okay, let's get into the top five. You All go right. first. I'm ready to grab the bull by the nutsack. Okay. <laughs> My number five is I loved, I have to kind of disagree because I love the style of the episode. Specifically, I love the use of black and white. 
And I love the toggling back and forth in the timeline. And I listened to, did you listen to the Talking Dead afterwards? Maybe black and white symbolizes the black and white morality. That's funny you should say that because I actually kind of dipped into that and oh. I sort of thought that maybe I was overthinking Interesting. it. Interesting. But I thought See, that would make me like it more if it had some other significance other than yeah. people are going to get confused. We better figure out a way to let them know where the flashbacks are. I think that's kind of why yeah, they did it I actually. Did too. But, uh, you know, the, the past is done. It's black and white. Well, shades of gray in there, so to speak. But basically, the past is done. Now, in the present, it's in vivid color. And maybe the present is sort of colored by our own perspective. Maybe. But <laughs> again, just... I am maybe reaching. <laughs> See, anyway, I liked it. Well, I read that they originally were going to make the past desaturated yes. and the right, that's present what, oversaturated. That's what Greg Nicotero was saying on but Talking Dead. the oversaturation made the world look too vivid and yes. it felt like Wizard of Oz right. and the zombies didn't even seem like they were dead anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies are all like, I feel, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> kind of so, hungry, uh, but for a donut. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, my, my number five is, is black and white too. And... I th- so basically the black and white it was pretty once you figure it all out it's yeah. straightforward sure the black and white sequence shows the time right after Rick shot Pete right all the way up to when the truck uh, the zombies pushed the truck off the ledge right the color is everything from there to the end right but they go back and forth and I was trying to figure out why they did that and I think I nailed it because I read after I figured this out in interviews. But, well, this part I didn't read, but I think they wanted to open with them looking on the zombie horde because that was so amazing. Right. Right. This is going to be our opening shot for the season just to set people up. It's like shooting a little girl on the head. Bah. We're going (laughs) to show 30,000 zombies. And so then they're like, but we also want to go back and show how we got up to that point. Right. And then show the plan after. Right. And, uh, uh. So that's one reason why it was structured the way it was. Yes. But the reason why they wanted to go back and forth, I figured, is because all the stuff in the black and white part was quiet moments. There was tender moments. There was a lot of talking. And then all the stuff after that was a stark contrast. It was all heavy action. Yeah. And they wanted to pace it more so that you could go back and forth between the quiet moments and the action. I mean, there are a lot of Walking Dead episodes that start off with quiet, 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 and then big stuff at the end. (sighs) Right. But I guess I can understand not wanting to do another one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this hasn't been done before. Not like this. Mm -hmm. And... I, it was. I thought it was really fun to watch. I like black and white personally. Do you, by the way, have you you've seen a lot of black and white movies, right? You're mm-hmm. a movie guy, yeah. so you've seen like Casablanca, and then there have mm-hmm. been some modern black and white movies like Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. I love how they use black oh, and white yeah. and color. See, now in that I loved. Yeah, that was so artfully done. You know, that made sense to the core of the of the movie. So, did you ever see Wings of Desire? Yeah, Wim Wenders again, black and white. I, I didn't get that movie. Oh, I love. <laughs> Dude, because well, part of it was because they Wizard had, of Oz did it well. Yep, Wizard of Oz did it best, probably. But I loved how it looked. I felt it felt very film noirish, and I thought it fit that the flashback part. It fit the the, the quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. To me, it, it was distracting. Was it? And it felt like a gimmick. And I'm I'm watching it hmm. going. I'm focused on that. This is black and white. And I wish I wasn't. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was so But you know beautiful. what? Reading people's reactions to mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it 
I think it's uh, like 60-40 for against. Oh, no kidding. So there's plenty of okay. people who feel the same way that I do, that it was distracting, but there's a lot of people who loved it too. Like well, I want to come up and give Greg Nicotero a big fat smack <laughs> on the cheek for that because, man, I really, really loved it. I mean, it, it didn't surprise me that they how they got to it because it didn't to me it didn't add anything if if there was a strong thematic component to it then uh-huh. i would think oh that's brilliant but as it is it's like they needed a way to mark these scenes so we wouldn't get confused and this is how they did it and so it just felt i don't know yeah yeah i hear you saying by the way did you notice the moment when it went to black and white when he shot pete yeah that was cool and the color kind of faded yeah i really really like that and they should have had like whenever rick gets mad it starts to he starts to turn green like the hulk (laughs) rick mad (laughs) we don't like him that sounds like a great idea i'm sure they'll do that (laughs) that idea i had a while back about them showing one of the actors in the first scene as a zombie yeah and then you have to go back and lead up to that point i still want them to do that i think they still could even though they did this episode they could definitely do that because they've jumped back before i think the randall in the trunk they that was the first scene and then you went back to see how randall got in the trunk right (laughs) (laughs) randall in the trunk (laughs) okay number four okay number four it was the introduction. We kind of touched on this, how they go to black and white after Rick shoots Pete, and then they they move on to the quarry, and yeah. it pans up, and what? Whoa. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And then from that point on, it's flash forward, flashback. We don't know what the plan is. We know that there's a plan. We know there's a plan from the introduction. You, yeah, and I think... It took me longer. Well, it took me a while first watch through to figure out what the hell was happening. Yeah. Which is another thing. I'm like, God, this is confusing. But then second watch through, you can kind of tell early on what the plan is. If you already know. If you already know. Sure. You go here. Yeah. You can understand what he's saying a little better. Sure. Sure. And then he also says, at one point, he says something to Daryl, like, we're not going to let them. uh, We're going to. We're not going to let them stay there much longer. We're going to break them free or something like that. And I was like, what is he talking about? Is somebody being held captive again that I don't know about? But he's talking about releasing the zombies. Okay. I guess so. I mean, the plan. Well, I I have a whole thing about the plan, but it felt felt like this this episode just felt a bit labored to me. Like this plan was so... You get little bits and pieces of it through the whole episode, and to really appreciate it, you need to watch it twice. But it, which I did, yeah, and I always do. But uh, it felt more like, well, if I want to understand this, I have to watch this. Versus, oh, you get so much more out of it when you watch it twice. Really, you know what? <laughs> what I, felt, like I felt very. I mean, like you, I felt off balance, but. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Because it, I maybe you don't really need to know, huh? I wasn't in on the plans. Yeah. And, and you kind of just get little bits and pieces. And I read so, that all somebody... All you need to know is they have a plan. Right. Which mm-hmm. one reviewer has commented that it's probably how the Alexandrians feel. Like, yeah. I guess that, that makes there's, sense. A, there's a plan. Yeah. Let's hear... Can we hear this again? That's what uh, yeah. Carter said. Okay, wait. No. You say know, this I again. I want to know the whole plan, which is totally reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, you know what? That's the best idea I've heard in a long time. They're like, you need to watch the episode twice, Carter. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and by the way, did anyone else think that that's where the Fear the Walking Dead's budget went and their, all their zombies went? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what? They're like, uh, we're, you're going to have to skip nine days, guys, because we need to show 30,000 zombies in a quarry. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the plan, by the way, since we're already sort of talking sure. about the plan? The plan is I have a quibble with how they let them out of the quarry. I feel like they, from the very start, I was thinking... That seems like that's a plan that could go wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that seems yeah. like, have you really guys really thought this through? What I was thinking that they would do that would be, I think, a better idea is to, I don't know, um, set it on fire somehow. They've mm-hmm. got an abundance of timber. Couldn't they mm-hmm. sort of, you know, get some flaming logs? I was thinking and throw the same thing. Like maybe if the way they do controlled fires mm-hmm. is they have a big strip that they clear out right. in a circle around right. the area or something. Right. And maybe they could have done that and burned it. And then they could have uh, built some walls because it's only enter- enterable in two areas where right. the two sets of rigs were. Mm-hmm. So they could put some walls there and then throw in another dozen zombies and let them attract zombies over the next six months to a year and just do it all over again, right? Keep burning them yes. every year or so. Right. Just be the next zombie crop it would be it'd be like the roach motel except it's a zombie motel yeah yeah i i thought so too department of suspension disbelief clearly and yeah. you know they also in not to belabor the point but they also know the bad guys are outside the gates they yeah. know that these guys are around there so sending out flares and firing guns and drawing attention to what they're doing Probably not the best we the need most a, subtle way to lead a new 20, department yeah we a need new a new department, department of stupid shit that's okay because it's a horror movie and we want to see people <laughs> suffer so it's not really suspension and disbelief yeah, yeah i like, get that we, yeah it's like we'll let we'll let that idiotic decision go because we need zombies to be eating some people here yeah that's Otherwise, except that's if you're too smart then the show will be boring <laughs> department <laughs> <laughs> that name just rolls right off the tongue. Listeners, yeah. if you can think of a it's better name for that department. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your number four? Oh, uh, let's see. It is the plan, the problem, the plan, but let's go over just a little let's bit of what it. the plan was. So somehow the zombies got drawn into the quarry and uh, that's why the Alexandrians have been safe. Uh, right. Keith said he saw it, he went out there and saw it one time and there were just a dozen and the people who put them there had died, he thought. And he didn't want to go back that way because there were no towns worth scavenging that way, which Department of Suspension was for. But <laughs> Again. Okay. And then um, the people somehow, before they died, I guess, trapped them there with the semis covering the two exits. So one of the semis is close to falling off the edge, Rick sees. And mm-hmm. with the next rain, it's going to fall off, which would open up the east exit and lead a path that leads directly towards Alexandria. So, uh, and it was interesting that Rick and Morgan found them because Deanna wanted them to bury Pete, quote, west down Brenton Road a few miles just past the bridge. We don't go out that way. So that was the only reason he was out there. Right. So that was why he had to pull the dickish move of of burying Pete outside of Alexandria, even though his poor children (laughs) would probably like to have him there. Uh, Who cares about the kids? (laughs) Um, But it it did seem kind of crazy that neither Heath or Aaron or Aiden, all the people who go outside, they're just like, no, we don't go up there anymore. And not even they don't get close enough to hear the roar of the zombies. And yet all the zombies in the surrounding area seem to hear it. They have dog ears. Yeah, they can hear Mm -hmm. their own or something. So another department (laughs) of disbelief. 
Um, also, wouldn't they have to fall off the cliff to get in? I don't know that for sure, but yeah. how, if you can't get in through the semis, right. you need There's... to fall off a cliff, and yet you don't shatter your le- your zombie legs. They can walk on shattered legs, <laughs> Jason. So. Okay. Yeah, we saw them fall off the cliff, didn't we? Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, so anyway, it's it's a little uh, suspect, but I can see why they'd want to try to explain why these Alexandrians have been safe and therefore weak this whole yes, time. So it's right. a valiant, noble um, cause, I guess. I guess. You know, it seems to me that the fence could have explained why they've been safe, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, and also it's why are fence. Aiden and Nicholas so bad at dealing with the zombies? Well, they've only had to deal with a couple. Then because again, Heath seems to be pretty competent, and he he's another one of their group. Yeah. He goes off on longer missions for some reason. Although he got into a pickle at the tractor the Didn't tra- he do all right? Office. He did he okay, scared, but he was but... At, at one point he got overrun oh, by a zombie. There, yeah. and came out. I'm I'm putting my hands out towards <laughs> Jason's now neck. You're joking me. Uh, <laughs> now she's biting my head no, like this. We're keeping it real in this pocket. Uh, and then the plan is for Daryl to lead them out. Yeah, yeah. And then Sasha and Abraham to join him and lead him away. They've put up walls and and uh, cars and things to block the path that would lead them to Alexandria to make sure they they actually make the turn in the road yeah I'm like well they they follow sound and they follow they follow sound and and visual things so it seems like they wouldn't have had to put up the fence so much as just carefully lead them around the turn but maybe I'm wrong yeah I mean I think they just know that they can't well they wanted to cover all the bases just in case right okay okay but yeah I think zombies would sort of wander off especially the ones in the back you well, know, there's so many. And they're stupid. They're like, Daryl, I want to eat Daryl, all those zombies. <laughs> and they also stood at the corner. They stood behind the fence and kept firing the flare gun. And I'm uh-huh. like, don't fire the flare gun like at that It looked like they point. might go to the source, huh? <laughs> but they, the, I think the idea was that they were shooting the flares away, away and the zombies would follow that. Lie. But they were right behind that fence. Mm-hmm. And I was, Jenny said, well, don't, aren't they worried about the zombies smelling uh-huh. them? Well, I think maybe the thing with zombies is if you're covered in zombie guts, then they're like, ew, rotten flesh, don't eat. But if you're not, they don't necessarily smell you. They just say, I don't smell rotten flesh. I will eat. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if you're hidden from view, maybe they can't smell you. Yes. And they're stupid. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your, is that it it, for number? Okay. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, have for, lo- I have to lower my I rating. Mean, well, the cool thing about it is it they're trying to explain why the Alexandrians are have been protected and Correct. in a way that makes for some awesome, amazing visuals and action. Agreed. So, you know, Agreed. I'm just being super picky, but I, I thought it was great, the whole watching them lead them away and just seeing them down in the quarry yeah. and all that. So And and the Pied Piperness of it of Daryl on his motorcycle and yeah, Sasha yeah. and Abraham, Abraham in the car. Going out there, yeah. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Speaking of the of characters, I my number three is seeing some characters that I like one more time again. It's funny. I feel like at this point they're old friends. Yeah. Even though... Who may die soon. Who may die soon. <laughs> but they're not real, so I don't really feel that bad. I may feel bad, but not that bad. Not that bad. 
Eugene is my favorite mullet wearing buddy and I missed him and his weird way of talking. And for the last season or two, he's provided a lot of much needed humor to lighten up what is, let's face it, a pretty heavy show. I agree. It's nice to have some humor in the show. Yeah. And it was great to see him see Tara wake up. Yeah. You know, it was touching. And then her to say he was creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at first she said, thank God, nothing happened to your hair. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, thank God, nothing happened to your hair. (laughs) I love her. And then the way he was just staring at her, I totally believed that she'd be like, okay, you're creeping me out. Okay. But then when she said, can somebody bring Noah in here to save me? I thought that was a little forced. (gasps) Is that what she said? Yeah. And then they're all, oh, no. I rewound that about five times to figure out out what she said. I'm like, I don't understand. It sounds like, oh, oh. What? Bring Who's Noah old? in, and they're like, "No, no, that's no, not gonna happen." It, Sorry, it was Noah. Well, now that makes sense. So it was fun to watch him interact with Heath. By the way, yeah, Heath Corey Heath Hawkins, awesome. who played. Did you see Straight Outta Compton? No, I want to. I, just I do haven't too. Gotten around to it. He plays Doctor Dre in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, that's why it's hard to get him for um, Walker Stalker Con because he's busy. His, yeah, his value is too high. He's he's fast on his way he's to the great, right? Oh my god. I love seeing that. He is right out of the comics, as is Eugene. So seeing them together is a big comic book hard on moment. <laughs> 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 oh, Not to mention that it was just a great scene in and of itself. That's lovely and descriptive. How fun. <laughs> yeah. How perfectly wonderful. He's got that same hair and he just looks just like them. Does he wear glasses in the comic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so great. So I love the fact that Eugene and he, uh, their little interaction at the beginning is so fun. And at the very end, he says, great to see someone like me finally. I fully respect the hair game. <laughs> and Yeah. Heath is a little uh, surly. Yeah. He didn't even honor no, that at all. He's he like, just, uh, okay, whatever. He just gave him like, yeah, just like gave him a side eye and kept <laughs> going. Eugene. It was fabulous. But, it, but I loved that he said, uh, you know. I'm not going to kill you, but I'm getting close to um, what are you, beating your ass. Yeah, more something like that. Leave me out of here. Yeah. And Eugene's like, oh, he seems legit. I'll let him in. <laughs> yeah. you know, it made me feel good that there's still some yes. trust in this world. Yeah. You know? I mean, he could have been very clever sure. liar. Right, right. I, Eugene could have, uh, by the way, asked him easily, name the person who's in charge here. Oh, yeah. Deanna. Okay, come on. But then, it, yeah. Yeah, seems totally. like that would have been, been a, been a good password. Do. But I also like the fact that when he said uh, anything big happened when I was gone and he said, we had a meeting last night. <laughs> this reminds me of a scene because we just we, we recorded our mm-hmm. Evil Dead 2 podcast where um, the Henrietta, the demon possessed mother is down in the cellar uh-huh. and then she turns back to mother and don't, don't hurt me. And then she's like, I remember you were born in the c- c- the winter of night or September 1971, and I, I was it was so strange because it was snowing at that time, or something like that. And then the girl goes, That is not my mother in there. And we're like, <laughs> What did the demon just make up some facts hoping it would be right? <laughs> That's so funny. I was born in January. Yeah, it exactly. was sunny. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I also loved um, that he miscounted people. When oh, he, yeah, he actually like did. He th- said 13, mm-hmm. oh, 12. Yeah, there's actually more than that. And he said, oh, there's 12 left. And there's actually 
15 people came to Alexandria. Oh, you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now there's and now there's one uh another down one. So Rick, Judith, uh Carl, Daryl, Michonne, Carol, Tara, Glenn, Maggie, Eugene, Abraham, Rosita, Sasha, and Gabrielle. And Noah's gone. So 14. Oh, well, he doesn't count Father Gabriel. Because he's a douche. <laughs> and one other person, did he, Judith, did he, probably. Did, <laughs> oh, was Judith the cutest little baby? Yeah. Super cute. And I love that Rick shuts down Father Gabriel in the meeting. Father yes. Gabriel's like, I want to help. And Rick is like, nope. <laughs> he, well, he goes, no. And we need anybody else? <laughs> no. Anybody else? need more people really bad it's not you <laughs> and i'm gonna talk about other people that i like later on but okay. um, that's my yeah number three. i agree great to see them all right we kind of talked about this a little bit the the most impactful thing about this episode was the the just blowing up of the spectacle of it you know yes. we've never seen this many zombies in one place um, I people refer to zombies coming together as herds in the show, but this feels more like a horde to me. I yeah. don't know. That seems like a bigger word. Horde. I the like mo- that. Most ever zombies. I think there were three hundred extras, and you know, in these big scenes, Dang. like when the truck fell off, which is amazing. Yes. Into the masses of zombies, you can see that there's some CGI going uh-huh. on, but. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. Because it's a TV show, I'm like, eh, I don't care. It's awesome. It's fabulous. Yeah. Uh, um, It makes me remember back in the first half of season two when we'd get like one zombie per episode. <laughs> <laughs> or if we were lucky. Right. This was about 20,000 zombies. Yeah. It's Back when I was a kid, we only got one zombie per episode. <laughs> liked it. You kids don't know how lucky <laughs> yeah, you are. to get 300 zombie extras. Um, and then the Zeds, I loved the Zeds chasing after Ron and falling off the cliff, like you mentioned. Yes. And you see them crash onto the rocks below. Like lemmings. So cool. Yeah, they're so dumb. All the zombies following Daryl was awesome. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I just like that the show, I guess you kind of have to if you do a zombie TV show over several years, but we get episodes like this with big hordes in the daytime, and then we also get smaller nighttime indoors, creepy, and everything in between, you know? Yep. So they do a great job of just taking advantage of every possible scenario you could have with zombies. Yep. And then, of course, there was the zombie gumming through the two trucks and his skin And his skin ripped off. off. Ew. Like, doesn't really care. Yeah. God, it was great. It's like, whatever. Skin, skin's for the living. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Me that was my favorite thing about the episode was the flesh. spectacle. Yeah, it was a great, great spectacle. And um, plenty of great spectacles, too, in fact. All right. So, my number two is Morgan. Morgan. How I love Morgan. He was still good, right? I was afraid oh, that becoming no. a series regular, no. he might get boring or something. Lenny James is mesmerizing yeah. to watch. He really, really is. He's such an uh, an interesting character, and he's just he's beautifully acted. They've written it well, and he executes it and per- now, perfectly. You know, this show has iconic uh, objects for people, like Carl's hat. Michonne's sword, mm-hmm. Daryl's vest. Now he has a staff, his so he gets to staff. take his place among the pantheon, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. I love the staff. I do too. I do too. The staff is very samurai and very badass. Do you notice he was polishing it or cleaning yeah. it? Yeah, 
He yeah. just takes it everywhere and polishes it. And he Do you also think has we'll his... ever figure out how he got to use it? Learned how to use it? Nope. Yeah, yeah well, maybe. I, I don't think we ever really figured out why Michonne's a ninja, so. Right. We, I don't think we will either. We did get one Michonne flashback. This but episode? It, it didn't explain. Oh, no. then, yeah, yeah. yeah. The but, dream it didn't, thing. but it really didn't explain much. Nope. It She's really... talked about, I think, where she found the sword, but I don't think she talked about how she knows how to flick the blood off like a samurai and stuff like that. <laughs> Jump <laughs> up watched, on top of buildings. Watched a lot of movies. That must be it. Yeah, he's I love how Morgan is with Rick from even from the very start. And yeah. and he refers to when he saw him last. You know, it's nice mm. because it's they've got history and they and they refer to it a little bit, you know. He mentions you were right, it it wasn't over. Um, mm-hmm. To Rick in the beginning when he's sitting on the porch. That's about him clear. trying to pull him back from the brink and clear, right? Yeah. yeah. And I swear to God, when he said that, I get all choked up. <laughs> it's so great. The the depth of this zombie show at times. It's it beautiful. is interesting. Like, I, I think we are going to get to see what happened to him. I think I read that somewhere. Oh, good. Because in clear, he was out of his mind. He was. And a broken man. And... Some Nervous breakdown, in between for sure. there, now he seems like a wise sage and he knows how to kick ass with a staff. So I want to know what happened there. I bet you he'll get at least one episode. People can change. Uh, and yeah. that's such a hopeful message. Grace and, and uh, Mr. Blog get to do his panel in Atlanta. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. <laughs> Maybe they'll, they'll I just I just love Lenny James. He's wonderful. He's a, he's a great contrast to Rick and. I think the two of them together is just as good as it gets. And I love the fact that his approach, which is more of a humanitarian approach, may come back to bite him in the ass because, you know, he let those wolves go. Oh, yeah. And they may be what's behind the horn that we hear at the end. So. No, it's Carl, probably. You think it's Carl just fucking around? (laughs) Could be Ron. Oh, yeah. Well, no, Ron's not that bad. Because Ron would put that would be putting everybody, including himself, in peril. Well, they made a big point in this episode to show that he's not in good shape. No, he's not. And you know, I mean, I don't want to make light of this, but kids are doing some pretty nasty stuff today. Sometimes, you maybe know, it's Father Gabriel shooting up schools and stuff. Yeah, um, Father Gabriel. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> the ultimate douchey thing. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm saying my, think it could be the wolves. Yeah. I'm predicting. But they wolves. said it, it, it felt like it came from home, but I guess if the wolves wanted to draw the zombies that mm-hmm. direction, yeah, you're probably right because they seem to be have a handle on how to yeah. move the zombies around and stuff. Yeah. And there's, I say they're screwing with our people, but they don't, they don't know what's coming. Um, by the way, did you notice that a Morgan had not only his lucky rabbit's foot, but also the art of peace instead of the art of war on his desk? Corny. What? <laughs> I loved it. I also loved when he held, when he held Judith, I got all teary. Yeah. It was beautiful. And he talked about how, uh, explains that he and Rick are meeting for the first time again. Awesome. Yeah. I think he said again, again. Because yeah. when they met in clear, that was like yes, there were different people, right? And now they're different people yes. again. But it's interesting because they both, you know, you can change in your life, but most people, no matter how much they change, there's some kind of through line there. Yeah, and I think 
they were this episode was sort of getting at that how much of you is immune unchangeable or at least how much of your humanity is still left you know morgan was observing rick and saying you know i know you i do know you and when you like when rick uh didn't kill uh carter morgan was like that's you i know that's you because earlier Uh morgan uh, Morgan had said you know you're not the kind of guy who wouldn't bury pete right he's like you don't know know me right but this is like whether you're gonna bury a body or not is different than whether you're gonna kill right some guy (laughs) yeah exactly so he's trying to maybe observe and but also encourage i Mm -hmm. think rick to not, be the man he he knows yeah, he is exactly and and i think he's also observing carol and i think he's also observing we saw him yes. observe carol which is that was the best oh my god i love that she's she, in she's still in her people person mode yeah and and it's great that he saw that that he's observant enough to see what she's all about yes but it might not be so smart to point it out to her like i'm like oh uh, you'd be in danger there if you mess with her <laughs> right don't mess with her no you know what though I I say that that uh, that will make her respect him more because out of everybody, you think so? he's yeah, he sees that she's watching everybody. Well, to me, it looked like she thought she was thinking, "Why do you know that? Are you seeing through my facade?" And then she, the fact that she kept up the facade, aren't you sweet? Tried yeah. to keep it up, you made sweet. me think she was like, "I might kill you if you get out of line." <laughs> is that what you heard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carol is fairly Don't push it, buddy. She is fairly ruthless. <laughs> By the way, did you notice when when Rick was pitching his plans to the group? Uh, she says, "Oh, it's terrifying, yeah. but there really isn't any other way." And did you see how she did that? It was so fabulous with her eyeballs. Yeah. She's wonderful. She's well, clearly trying to influence the group yeah. and she definitely has Rick's back. See, I hate that uh, passive aggressive shit, but I love her character and watching her. I just don't like people like that. <laughs> <laughs> She's very clever and very yeah. sneaky. I could never be like that. I'm I'm, you know, my all of it is right out front. I'm Or of course if you were like that, you would be saying that you could oh, never yeah, be like that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what? I probably am like that. I'm just telling <laughs> now you. Now I don't that. believe you. <laughs> That was my goal. I don't know what to think. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? I'm meeting you for the first time. You know, as Michonne says, you always think there's one more peanut butter left. (laughs) So what was that all about? That seemed to make him seem a little crazy. Did you steal my protein bar? She did. She did steal it. She did steal it in clear. Oh, is that what he was talking about? That's what he was referring to. I didn't Uh, know that, but I read it. she lied. She did lie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. Because I, I, I didn't know that, and I thought that she didn't. And he, I didn't even know if she was talking about the room that he just stayed in because they just let him out of his cage. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, he seems a little wacky right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, I think he said to her back when, when, you were at the, uh, when you were in that place where I lived. Got it. Did you take one of my protein bars? And Michonne said, no. And he says, see, I could have sworn there was one more peanut butter left. And Michonne says, well, that's how it is, isn't it? You always think there's one more peanut butter left. And I still don't quite get, like, why did Michonne say that? I don't know. Well, I think, I think he might have been sort of, sort of feeling her out. I don't know. That's a good question. It was funny. It was funny. It was (laughs) great. And, and that may be my new life motto. You always think there's one more peanut butter left. And sometimes there is. And sometimes there's not. 
Is there another hard apple cider here? There is. <laughs> Sometimes there's You're one like, more no, hard apple cider left. <laughs> no, I don't need it right Are now. Are you sure? Yeah, I got half of mine All left. Right. Thank you, though. It's in my little cool, stay cool baggie. <laughs> nice. Because that's how I roll people. <laughs> okay, well, since we're talking about Morgan, why does Morgan yeah. need to be locked up? He doesn't now. Yeah, but why did he ever? Well, you know, he came to the group. They're feeling him out. Because Rick isn't sure he still knows him. Just feeling him out. Feel I mean, him yeah, out. okay. Feel okay. him out. It just seemed a little, I guess Rick's being a hard ass. And it was kind of a dick for him to go in and say, so who taught you to do that? The way this works is I ask a question and you answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever he said. Like, dude, chill out. Jesus Christ. I'm kind of doing my exercises here, man. Yeah. Somebody taught me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And then I also noticed they, they slipped in there that Morgan told them about the walkers with the W's and the, I guess everything that happened with the wolves and stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, that's obviously an upcoming storyline that they're foreshadowing. Right. Which maybe right. Maybe next episode, one of them will be pushing on a horn on an air horn or whatever. I think so. That's my that's my theory. OK, I'm sure I'm not alone. <laughs> That's it? Yep. All right. My number two is a big one. It's just, you know, like many episodes, this one is a lot about how Rick is handling things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the first thing he says is, this is an insane world. We have to come for them or they come for us. It's that simple. Which made me think of, you're either the butcher or the cattle. But he's talking about the zombies. So he's not talking about regular people. Right. Although he did say he doesn't want to go out and save people anymore. But um, he's definitely gotten more brutal and cutthroat since he last saw Morgan. And I love that this episode focused on Rick because you we get to see someone who knew him a while back and is seeing him now. Yes. And didn't get to see how that transition. like when you see your yeah. friend's baby and then next yeah. thing you know, they're five years old. And you're All like, right, what happened? Are you the same kid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the episode is asking whether the way Rick wants to lead and deal with the Alexandrians is right. Right. And I think he does have a point that they need to be trained to deal with the zombies that they've been lucky so far. Yep. I think. Yep. Unless they had some kind of society like Woodbury where you had a class of people to do that or America to take care of all the problems and then you just stay comfortable inside. But I think he's smart in this world to think that they need to be able to handle themselves. Everybody needs to know. And also he's right that they need us to deal with those zombies. Right. In the quarry. Right. If he hadn't found them and done that, then the truck would have fell. Right. And they would have just been on the front doorstep. Like they're going to be anyway, but that wasn't his fault. I mean, he, 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 <laughs> he tried. He, something needed to be done. He tried. Um, but, and it almost worked. Yeah, it almost worked. But the thing that makes me not, you know, Rick, Rick, he's right about that stuff, but he's just so, uh, you know what I'm going to say. He's, yes. he's a little off his. Off the handle Off his a nut? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Michonne had to clock him on the head yeah. in the last episode. I mean, right. she, she had to give him a Hollywood knockout. He was ranting. Carter said, we're supposed to just follow yes. you after you wave a gun around at us and shoot a man in the face. Which is a good point. It's a very good point. And Carter, I think, is... He just genuinely thinks that Rick is a danger. I mean, there have been three or four people killed in the last two weeks since yes. Rick got there. Yep. And I think Carter is a good guy who just wants to help yes. his people. Right. Um, Carter should understand that they do need to be trained. But um, the way Rick does it is like, 
Oh, there's some zombies. Go get them. You go can do them. it. You can go uh, do it. You know, we'll have a lesson on this at some point, but I figure learn by doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the way I and learned. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? I yeah. mean, you should probably teach them some techniques first yes. or something. I was thinking about that. Like, did they ever have like a zombie defense class? No, they need to all be out on the grass yes. doing their. Right. Their yeah. ninja skills. I mean, Shane taught Andrea how to fire a gun before they ever had to. And then she shot uh, Daryl, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oops, sorry. Uh, but you know, with all everything that's happened since Rick got there, I don't blame people for not trusting him. And it seems like Morgan and Daryl and Glenn would be much better to at least learn how to deal with this stuff yeah. right now because yeah. they're they have level heads. Who would be the best leader? I think Rick probably would be the best leader if Morgan can just chill him out a little bit. Uh-huh. But um, the problem that I've mentioned before about the show is you need constant death or the show can't be on the air because right. it would be boring. Right. And that makes whoever's leading yes. look bad because there's yes. dying going on during this guy's watch. Right. <laughs> so exactly. So if you have really great leadership, you make for a very boring yeah, show. Exactly. Right. Checks and balances, though. <laughs> I would love them to share the the job wouldn't that be great Morgan, yeah. Morgan and Rick being in charge both and yeah Carol no <laughs> <laughs> yeah she'd be an advisor she, I guess <laughs> she's a people person yeah I think I would rather have Maggie in there <clears throat> or Judith you want to have a woman in there did you hear <laughs> Judith's little squawk <laughs> so cute all right are we on mine my yeah, number, number one. one my number one is the cliffhanger ending the plan oh, yeah. seems to be working Twenty thousand quarry zombies headed down the road 20 miles down the road then the horn goes off fuck who's making the horn blast is the wolves a distress call what the fuck and i love that glenn says uh it's a horn or something <laughs> thank you <laughs> captain obvious um you know, I love the uh, the Alexandria sign, by the way, that says Alexandria Plan Community, um, full of non-zombie people. Uh, yeah, but why? Starting in the low 800s. Why, why was it pointing like into the forest? Turn here. What? Maybe they went down a spell and into the on the road. Who knows? <laughs> but then the helicopter shot. They pull up and then they fade to black, and you can still hear the horn after they faded to black. You hear the horn go a couple more blasts, yeah. and that was very cool. So I love that ending. That was a drone. They used drones to film stuff now really yeah i read oh and, uh, that makes a lot more sense than a helicopter thank you doug's friend has one of those drones so they'll take it out and go down into people's picnics and film them and, or go way up over buildings it's pretty cool they're very God. stable anyways i read that that's how they film that scene do you know i don't think i'd be very friendly towards a drone if a drone sort of came up to my backyard and started filming me while you were changing yeah yeah i would be very <laughs> they're loud unfriendly. too really mm. yeah. yeah there's oh. supposed to be some kind of rules about I, you have you just see people looking up suspiciously at the that would be me the camera <laughs> when he does that okay my number one is poor ron the kid jesse's yeah kid. I, I i just feel so bad for him yes uh the scene you mentioned where he's looking through and hears them talking about how pete isn't worth being buried there i mean i don't who know we don't know exactly how ron feels about pete 
Pete may or may not have abused Ron. There's a good chance he did. And yet still, when you find your dad, everybody not having any respect and treating him as a villain in front of you, I'm sure it's got to be rough, you know, on top of the situation with your dad. Then he gets killed and vilified. Yes. And the scene where Jesse and Ron and Sam are sitting on the couch, he's looking off and she's holding Sam. Yeah. It was so sad. Very sad. And uh, that was really sad. And I think one of the things that really I felt like one of the more asshole things I think Rick has ever done besides passing up that one guy with the orange backpack <laughs> yes. was uh, trying over and over again to lecture this kid whose daddy killed. Uh-huh. It's like, fuck off, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, listen to Jesse. She tried to tell him, not yes. you, man, somebody else. Right. You killed his father. Back off. <laughs> if he thinks he's going to be eventually the stepdad to that kid. I mean, maybe, but not like forcing yourself know. into it. Probably never, but... Not this way for sure. Ron will never like him. He's I, the guy. He's the dude who killed his dad. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it. So <clears throat> I don't know. I may have talked about this on the podcast. I don't know for sure. But, you know, I never met my dad and my mom picked the wrong guys growing yeah. up. And I had a couple stepfathers who were abusive and one really bad. And he ended up, this guy ended up dead in a ditch about five <gasps> years after my mom finally broke up with him. We heard that, and he was OOD'd and beaten. Wow. And I didn't feel bad about that. You know, I was only like, I don't know, 10 years old or something when I heard. But uh, I thought, I I was thinking today, what if the guy who did that or whoever did that came and wanted to be a father figure in my life? I don't think I would welcome that. I might be uncomfortable with it, even though I hated this guy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, just leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. You seem kind of like trouble. Yeah. Just saying. Exactly. Yeah. So I just feel sorry for that kid. And uh, I hope if he's the one leaning on that horn, I hope not. But uh, I, I wouldn't be completely shocked. It's funny. The you're such a great dad, Danico. Thank you. When everybody's looking. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen him in like three or four days because they went camping this weekend. He's I'm going to see him tonight for the first time. Yay. Oh, that's so great. It's so fun when when loved ones come home and you miss him so much. Especially a little kid like that. And you can just hug the stuffing out of him. I just love that. (laughs) Okay. Nope. Go ahead. I have a couple. One is zombie kill of the week. Zombie Kill of the Week. We should have a sounder for Zombie Kill of the Week. Ow. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. Here's Zombie Kill of the Week. (laughs) 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 It would if I had to pick, there's so many to choose from. There's some good ones. The zombie falling into the quarry through Morgan's binoculars, or maybe it wasn't through his binoculars, but zombies falling in the quarry were fabulous. You mentioned Mm -hmm. that earlier. Mm -hmm. But I loved, I just laughed out loud. It was just a quick little moment. It was when Sasha and Abraham are driving in the car and they do a drive-by shooting of a Zed. They're just zipping on by and they pop a Zed on the road. Oh, yeah. And it's just, really, yeah. just really fun. Yeah, it's in the beginning. It's just really fun. Or when he's running around like, woohoo. Yeah, yeah. Clocking. He was, was having a good. good time. I'd pick the cliff. That mm-hmm. That shot was so great. Yes. Yeah. They kind of killed themselves, too, so that's cool. Yeah, (laughs) it's a twofer. (laughs) That's pretty nice. 
Also, uh, I love the moments between Maggie and Tara. Yeah. Uh, and how that talk that Maggie had with her. Yeah. I thought it was very, mm-hmm. very nice. And uh, Carl, did you notice Carl was in the episode, but only for like the briefest he held of hands moments? With Enid. He did. And he was um, pressing on the horn at the end. <laughs> <laughs> because he it, because uh maybe he got to second base with Enid. Yeah, they were like Woo! smashed up against the car horn. It, it'd be funny if it was going wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Carl, damn it. Carl, Carl! Get out of that car. <laughs> Another funny moment that I liked very much was when they were at the when Glenn, Nicholas, and Heath were trying to clear out that building, and they're like very stressed, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna open up the door," and they're trying to crowbar open the door. Okay, on three, yeah. one, two, three, and they open it up, and it's a steel door. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You know, it seems to me that if you are going to um, clear out something like a door maybe you should have a something heavy in front of it a couple maybe a foot out so they have to squeeze through so you, you don't get that rush because the rush of zombies never works <laughs> nothing ever good yeah, ever happens that didn't seem like a great idea mm, just a thought that's pretty much it okay i had some funny got? things too um i loved when heath and eugene were talking he says anything interesting happening since we've begun we had a meeting last night, which is funny because <laughs> what happened at the meeting. About what? He says, you may want to ask Deanna. Get it from the horse. Her yeah. mouth, you know. Mouth. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> and then uh, the thing with Gabriel. I'd like to help as well. No. Who else? <laughs> um, Ab- Abraham to Sasha. He goes, Pete blowing up like Pompeii right when we were cheek to cheek. I still think I got some of the brains in my ear. <laughs> 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 that is such a great line. And then he's like fishing. In the yeah, the exactly. <laughs> so I, well, you got brains in here. This works for me. I like having some humor in there. Yeah, it's good. It especially if it's too. actually funny. Yes. Um, if you wa- go watch uh, Phantom Menace with Jar Jar Binks, that is hilarious. The worst. The the best. <laughs> and yeah. If you ever want to like something, just go watch that first. Um, Everything will look great by comparison. <laughs> So the title sequence is the same, as far as I could tell. It did look the same. I was going to ask you what you noticed had changed. I'm glad only, you said that you didn't see much. Only the logo, the Walking Dead logo, it gets more decayed each year. If you wa- look at them year by year. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Abraham, he's, he, I think he's an alcoholic. I think we've, uh, in fact, I think he was drunk when he was in the car with Sasha. But we saw him... Uh, trying to put that ring on the bottle and the way he was moving his hands it totally reminded him of when he played john cusack's uh uh, high school nemesis in gross point blank at their 10-year reunion he was drunk that was through that yeah yeah and he read him a poem and everything i'm gonna go back and watch i love this has been in a lot of stuff yeah that's a great movie i love gross point blank uh, I like that the episode picked up right where we left off with Tara waking up. She's pregnant, by the way, Elaine Masterson. That's why they had the blanket up over her belly. She is? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hope I'm okay telling that. <laughs> and that uh, Glenn is all bloody from the thing with Noah still. Yeah. Came fresh off that. And uh, he oh, said yeah. he got winged by a ricochet. I didn't. 
that was kind of a neat little touch. And then um, the whole line with Tara, you know, somebody or Eugene's freaking me out. Somebody want to yes. send Noah in here to protect me. It made me realize I miss Noah. I want to yeah, see Noah involved sweet in all boy. this. Eugene says Holly was on guard duty, but left for a few ticks. Um, <laughs> Holly was mentioned in the last episode, too, with uh, I think Noah said he was hanging out with her or something. She's a character from the comics, but there's no actor for her as far as I know. Huh. We haven't seen her. So I wonder if it's going to be like Norm's wife on Cheers where they talk about her all the time. <laughs> she never shows up. Yeah, I, Holly was just here. Oh yeah, my God, oh, she's just great. Missed Holly. Yeah, she killed all those zombies. It was oh amazing. Oh my God, don't you love Holly? I totally love <laughs> she's Holly. She's so funny. Yeah, she just best. left. Amazing. <laughs> uh, I, it, it looks like Deanna's still in charge because Tobin mm-hmm. ignored Rick when he said not to bury Pete on site but then obeyed Deanna yep but do you think that Rick is going to end up being in charge I think what it's going to be is he's going to be the um I think no no I think Deanna is still going to stay in charge but I think Rick is like the power behind the throne kind of thing you think it's going to stay that dynamic huh I do yeah because that works Hmm. Uh, it she's like the face of the nation right and people trust her and he's the the silent uh enforcer not so silent. Well, she's more like the emperor and he's like Darth Vader. He goes out and gets yes, his stuff done. Exactly. And <laughs> Except, chokes people out. Or she's more like in Lord of the Rings, that one king that his eyes glazed over. Sauron? No, the one who like the wormwood was whispering in his ear and he was like, okay, I'll do whatever you say. Like she's kind of out of it, right? She's, <laughs> she's not really thinking she's for herself. She's grieving. Yeah. Grieving. Yeah. And I really think... Like Rick shooting Pete. I don't think she would have okayed that if Pete had accidentally killed somebody else. Right. But he accidentally killed her husband and that's what made it okay. So I don't think she's thinking uh, uh, clearly. I think she's thinking with her emotions. Yes. Um, Yes. He didn't mean to kill kill him. Uh, Did he? He was rageful. I don't think he would have wanted to kill him. But anyways, yeah. He seemed pretty out of it. He was just in a rage. But yeah, I mean, he couldn't. Couldn't keep that up. Like, got to do something about that. Uh, Glenn, I, I, I'm continue to love that Glenn wants to save people. I mean, Nicholas was one that even I would have killed after <laughs> him trying to kill uh-huh, Glenn. Uh-huh, I would have uh-huh. fully supported Glenn killing him, but and he Noah. didn't. And now Nicholas is trying to prove himself. Do you think he is? At first, yes. I was like, Glenn, this is the worst idea ever. Don't trust him. He's going to turn on you. And I was wrong. Do you think? I mean, that's a, a wonderful, another wonderful example of people being redeemed. Well, I think this show often says, if you're kind, you're going to die. And that might end up being the case here. Like, yeah. Nicholas might come yeah. and kill Glenn. But what. It looked like to me was Nicholas yeah. has realized the error of his ways. Yeah. Like at least the way the actor's playing it, who this guy's great at charades, by the way, we did. Uh, he was on the charades team at Walker Shocker Con. Really fun guy. Michael we Trainer. are so fucking lucky. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot what thing I gave him to do. But anyways, one of the um, audience members yelled out a clue, which is allowed because we like to have audience involvement. And he was like, thank you. He ran out there and gave him a hug. Oh, that's really nice. (laughs) See, kindness is rewarded. Yeah. But another funny thing is there was a picture of him and on the TV was uh, Noah being eaten by the zombies, Uh which his character caused. Uh And he's pointing at it going, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) 
<laughs> just oh, laughing. It's so funny. And then like when he talks to fans, he's like, and they're like, you, you're a bastard. You tried to kill Glenn. He's like, I'm going for Rick next. That's what he'll say. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, he's it's awesome. Great. But anyways, I really do think he's sincere and trying. And I hope it doesn't come back to bite Glenn on the ass. Because if, yeah. if every time somebody tries yeah. to be kind and take a risk on the show, it gets punished then uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe in the show. Right, right. <laughs> I just don't think it's always a bad thing. Because that to wouldn't be real. Trust and yeah, no, stuff like that. No, I don't that. think I mean, it's a bad thing either. Although in this case, I, like I said, I would have killed Nicholas. And then finally, well, not finally, but I have this, it is finally, the Department of Suspension of Disbelief. <laughs> yes. So when they went by the tractor sales store uh-huh, and uh-huh. everybody who's awesome at killing zombies was there. Yes. And Rick said, okay, we'll come get this place on the way back. And then they go and then yeah. they have to do their plan. Or they could have right done it away. when they had 20 people. Yeah, they should have just done yeah. it in the moment. At that moment. Then then they might have been too late. We're going to take five minutes, clear this building yeah, out and go on. While we're all here. And I've got my best ninjas with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Glenn and Maggie, when they have their whole town hall meeting mm-hmm. and... I don't know what Glenn and Maggie, what Glenn was saying to Maggie, but he was saying something about wanting to watch out for Deanna. I think he was whispering it into her ear. Like, like take care of her. Yeah. And and nobody else was talking and they're all really close and it seemed like they could hear what he was yeah. saying. And then he, he turned and he goes, I'm in. And he said it like a tat yeah, hair just louder. Yeah, about the same. Like, well, yeah. did they just hear what did you were saying? Did you hear the whole conversation? <laughs> yeah. That seemed funny. Uh, and then... Um, Finally, when I thought it was ridiculous when Rick caught Carter almost or pointing his gun at Eugene, yeah, that Carter kept his gun pointing yeah. at Eugene, who was cowering on the floor, and not at Rick, who's threatening you, right? right exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that was a little ridiculous. That was funny, right? Yes, he, yes, Eugene is the real threat here. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, I like the episode. I hope you guys think I've been fair. I thought it had some big. Some flaws, but some amazing stuff, too. I think you've been fair. All right. 4.2. All right. Let's take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. She's a doll. She's a queen. She's a tantalizing teen. And Karen is her name. They call her Karen. At a party, she's a stomper and a rock and roll and romper. Everybody's glad she came. Hey, that's Karen. Okay, Karen's back. Walking Dead is back. Guess who else is back? Fracture. <gasps> I love Yay. Fracture. Did I tell you I got a Fracture um, from my trip to Venice? No. Yeah, this summer, David and I went to Venice with Kathy, and we took about a million beautiful pictures mm-hmm. of Venice, and of course, a couple of them were Fracture-worthy, and nice. so uh, for David's birthday in August, I surprised him with a Fracture. Awesome. Yeah, it's what beautiful. Do you it's you a picture it? he took. Oh, oh he, that's so he, nice. he loved it. Yeah, it's a picture of one of the doges with the Lion of Venice, and it's a carving. It's freaking beautiful and he took a beautiful picture of it so that's what we did it's a great gift and that it's hanging on our wall reminds me when we were in boston for walker stalker con recently uh i tried to get i went to school out there and i made some good friends and w- one of whom is in wisconsin and i tried to get him to come out during that weekend and meet with some other friends of mine and he said i can't make it but please take some pictures for me for nostalgia or whatever for nostalgia and i was on the subway when i got that so i take a picture of this schlub across the way on the subway <laughs> like looking on his phone and i send it to brian he's like that's not what i have in mind. 
Thanks. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm totally excited about Fracture being back. We're, you know, they are our, our longtime sponsors. They're going to do a few shows here in the new season. And to celebrate, we're doing a contest together. We are. It's Best Zombie Makeup Contest. <gasps> Ooh. And it starts now. And they got the URL bestzombiemakeup.com. So if you oh go to bestzombiemakeup.com, you can submit a photo of yourself in your best zombie outfit and makeup and everything and make a good face and uh, enter. There's no Photoshop or app retouched pictures. It has to just be what you did yourself. But um, I think it's four runners up get a medium fracture, which is a $40 value. And the winner gets a bigger one. And uh, they're majestic, those those big, big ones. And I think it's over the contest deadline is just past Halloween. So it's like November 2nd or 3rd. <gasps> perfect for Christmas. Yeah. And also, you you know, people who dress up like zombies around oh, Halloween. This is great for them. Perfect. So go to bestzombiemakeup.com for all the details. For people who don't know what Fracture is, um, well, first of all, the team at Fracture want to say thank you. They say a ginormous thank you to all mm-hmm. you guys who have been ordering Fractures and giving them a chance to print your photos. Uh, some people post them on Twitter and, and tag them and they love that. And they really want to help you guys use these beautiful glass prints to make your space a celebration of your favorite memories. And so they're happy to see when people actually do that. They're, they're, so if you don't know, it's f- your photos printed on glass in these really vivid, beautiful presentations. They're great presents, like Karen just said, and Christmas is coming up. So this is a great time to do it. And they wanted us to mention that they get really busy during the holiday season <laughs> and uh so if you want to get one you should get it sooner rather than later because they'll get backed up pretty soon so if you go to fractureme.com uh, you can buy them or learn more about them use the code deadcast all one word to get 15 percent off your first order and big thanks again to fracture for supporting our podcast thanks fracture obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens the people he kills get up and kill are they slow moving chief yeah they're dead they're all messed up this is a walking dead cast news update <laughs> so nicotero was interviewed by entertainment weekly he said there were supposed to be around 30,000 zeds in the quarry <gasps> 30,000. I think that's what he said. Okay, yeah. so whenever I was referencing 20,000 in the podcast prior to this moment, just, change just mentally changed it to 30,000. Mm-hmm. But he said about, I think if you said it looked more like 20,000, he'd be like, okay. Dang. <laughs> that is it. He said he's hopeful and interested that when the DVD comes out, there will be an all color version of this episode. Quote, because I think our audience is savvy enough to put those pieces together and put those clues together. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I would have been confused, actually, because I was already kind of confused with the black and white. But that's what he wants to do. They say, what can people expect coming up? He's, I can tell you the level of intensity and the epic scale of the show will not end with just the first episode. We continue to have big, giant, almost unproducible episodes. <laughs> and it's pain in my butt week after week after week because they're so huge it's not going to be like oh yeah well they came out of the eight swinging and now they're going to take a breather you're not going to catch your breath in this season at all it's just completely relentless week after week yeah you know it can't be relentless yeah greg it can't be relentless there there has to be sort of a a break (laughs) (laughs) well this next episode is going to be crazy yeah that's cool 
it's it's like a two-parter yep the whole cast talked to vanity fair andrew lincoln said the zombie count is the biggest we've ever had this season in just six episodes we've had 2500 zombies compare that to just 967 in the entire season last year wow so this is the big zombie season because it's the final season. You heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, can they keep upping it every year? Well, Next season will be the quiet, long talks season. <laughs> That's going to be fun. We're going to have the quietest, longest talks you've ever seen. And no zombies. It's crazy how tender this season is. <laughs> That's what they're all going to be saying. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Now Carl that- comes of age. <laughs> Uh, Lincoln continued it feels like every single episode is like a season finale Uh, the threat we face this season will either be walker or human or internal struggle struggle adding a lot of more drama to the show even more drama and then in that same article Norman Reedus said the nonstop attention is something he's still getting used to quote it's an ongoing process dealing with fame I was never the guy who got all the attention uh, attention I was known for having a weird face he does have a weird face, but man, they, that guy, I mean, it's its weirdly awesome. He's got a lot of charisma. Yeah. I mean, if this is true that he didn't get that much attention before and that he that people were just like, who's that guy with a weird face? Then I, I would feel much more like, oh, good. I'm glad he's um, coming into his own and everything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But uh, I bet he's always done okay for himself. With the ladies. <laughs> Which is cool. Come uh, over here, darling. Remember, he put his arm around me. Come over here, darling, into the photo. Yeah. Like, okay. okay. Can I get even closer? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lauren Cohan on comicbook.com says, Maggie and Carol get to interact this season, which is something I've looked forward to and hoped for for five seasons. It's a whole new world. Maggie and Carol? Yeah. I guess they saying? don't really interact that much. I guess that's true. Yeah. Right, Maggie and Carol. Yay. Yay. Maybe they'll, I hope they fight. I hope they make sweet, sweet love. <laughs> Glad you said it. Uh, Do we know how the episode did last night? No, I didn't find anything about ratings yet. But We'll report on that next, next week. Next week, yeah. All right, that's it for the news. Now it's time for listener moans, groans, and grunts. Brains. Okay, this first one comes from Larry Blake, who writes, this episode was totally different than the others before it. They could have fell back on the tried and true style from previous seasons, but they masterfully blended a time jump into the newest immediate threat. Very impressive. I agree. I agree that it was different. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Mikey says, I think they're getting too cute with the production. I'm not a big fan of the Pulp Pulp Fiction way of presenting. I would have preferred it to run in real time. Hmm. See, I'm not so sure. Like, I as much as I complain, I think I, I love varied pacing. And if the, it had been all talking with action at the mm-hmm. end, that would I, I think I like them jumping around too much. So basically, I just don't know what I want. I just want to <laughs> complain. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. And you, Gary. This one comes from LaDonna Carpenter, who writes, I have to disagree about the production. I thought it was very effective. They explained the decision on The Talking Dead last night, saying that if they had done the real-time thing, the episode would have been very backloaded. Today, we would be complaining that the episode started too slowly and all the action was at the end. Right. Yep, you're probably right. Evan Berkman said, didn't we just see someone leading a group of walkers? He's talking about... Um, 
I heard he forgot the, the guy's name, Daniel Fear Salazar. Yeah. You're the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, yes, we did. They were much smaller, though. Chris French writes, this was in my top three of episodes, I think. So intense. It was great seeing the group work together. I agree. I loved it. Nancy Wolf says, Judith was born nine months after Rick initially caught up with the group in Atlanta, yet she doesn't appear to even be one yet. Were the last five years actually less than two? I mean, think of all they've been through. How much Chandler Riggs has aged, yet Judith still isn't walking and talking. You know That's the thing. You can't really reconcile. Oh, it's uh-huh. only been uh, one year because Chandler. Yeah. It ha- it's like part of the zombie virus is it sl- slows down the growth of babies. Uh, but then when you hit um, puberty, <laughs> it speeds it up. You just become 21. Are we going to now next time we hear Chandler Riggs speak, is he going to be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that too. I was like, she seems so young. And I'm thinking, wow, they're really, they're really just, you know, they're all over the timeline there. Okay. So you and I get to moderate the panel with, well, Chandler Riggs at least. We know that for sure. There may be another special guest on that panel, but that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. You know what we should do? We should bring clips of his interview that he did with us that first year. Oh, I we should like, like bring just one Remember tiny little clip. awkward. <laughs> Remember when you gave us one word answers? <laughs> Buddy. I bet he sounds much different. I bet, he, but he's still so adorable. I love him so much. Myra Amston writes, The hurting of the walkers seems so improbable, but I could feel the adrenaline as they went into action and stayed focused on the task that made it believable for me. I wanted it to work. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I As much as I thought it was, what word did she use? Improbable. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well... Come on, do it, guys. Kristen Halberg said, loved it. I was so excited. And I feel Nicotero really delivered. I love all his episodes, though. He's the best one. <laughs> that horn is an interesting element for sure. The wolves seemed too easy. So who was it? Was it Ron going over the edge with his hatred for Rick and his teenage tunnel vision getting in the way? Kid seems a lot like his father, perhaps. Was it Deanna, who'd been vacant the entire episode? Is it a new threat? Did someone die on a steering wheel? <laughs> so many possibilities. Did someone get busy, <laughs> busy on the <this> steering wheel? <laughs> yeah, I'm more and more thinking it was it was probably the wolves. Yeah, but now for the next week, I'm going to imagine Carl and Enid. So I wasn't into the <laughs> So we can ask him about that on the panel. Yeah, um, that's fun. So I wasn't sure John Bernthal had been announced, but he has. I see on the web. So that's oh, who. That's who's going to we're doing the panel with. We Shane really and Carl, are? yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great! <laughs> cool, huh? Woo! Yay! Oh, that'll be so cool. I'm really excited. <laughs> great. David Deckmar writes, "So happy The Walking Dead is back. That was a great episode. I love the black and white and all the walkers and the team ups. And Carl still, pl- uh, sorry, Carol still playing Ms. Innocent." Carl still playing Mrs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brad Galloway says, I know I'm probably in the minority here, but I'm not a fan of the black and white in this episode. It seemed like a cheap gimmick and it felt unnecessary. Maybe I'm wrong, but it could have been better done. The rest of the episode was great and I'm excited for the new season. I'm also excited for the new season of your podcast. Aww, that's very, very sweet, Brad. And you're wrong. <laughs> Except you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Gliciano writes, perfect thought. This was probably the best opener since the premiere. The show doesn't typically do flashbacks, and I thought the black and white was a marvelous way to convey them. Forget fear. The real McCoy is back. (laughs) Boris Gradina says, I love the most how Glenn made Nicholas his bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He did. That was hilarious. You won't say anything. You're going to pay for this. Yeah, he can can probably ride that pretty long. Well, he told uh, Nicholas... 
you're not going to come back with or come with us tomorrow and help because you're not ready. But then I'm going to train you basically. Yeah. And then when they when Rick was saying, does anybody want to help? And Nick and Nicholas looked like he was going to say something. And Glenn just shook his head. Don't <laughs> say a word. And then he's like, well, uh, they need help. All right. I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> so he did disobey him there. But he did disobey he him. Up. Don't worry. Uh, Glenn will punish him. But Glenn then appreciated that he, he did. saved Heath's life. Yes. And then he let him kill that last zombie. Oh, Heath, I love you. Pierre Bert- what, would, what would have been the look on Glenn's face if he goes, all right, you can have the last one. And then the last one uh, killed him, killed Nick. <laughs> Oops. Oh, well. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I tried. Hmm. Pierre Burt writes, Heath was Dr. Dre and straight out of Compton. Yeah, I got to see that. And Michael Harding says that shot of Daryl riding his motorcycle down the road with the walkers following was awesome. I told my wife it was really Norman Reedus on his motorcycle, but it was fans that were really following him. <laughs> That's probably true. Well, they would be like a lot of girls in bikinis, <laughs> not zombies. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And dudes. All right, time for email. Okay, this first one comes from Chris from Battle Creek, Michigan, who writes, Hi guys, this is my first time writing, but I wanted to give my input. I know I'm probably going to go against public opinion here, but the black and white parts drove me nuts. On the other hand, though, the Walker Horde was awesome. I know you guys said you heard there was going to be a huge horde, but wow, it was so cool to see those things falling into the gravel pit and joining the masses. Yeah. It was. Thanks for writing. Um, Yeah, it's funny. I think we've already read too. I think there were more that aren't going to be, that I'm not going to read because there's too many messages. But people say, I know I'm in the minority here, but I didn't like the black and white. Seems like you might not be in the (laughs) minority so much. Or just slightly. Uh, Mofevo says, hi, Jason and Karen. We're finally here. Really enjoyed the episode. Some random thoughts and questions. What about the neighborhood they moved the zombies to? Wonder how those residents would have felt (laughs) about the increase in their walker population. Sorry. Just send them right up on to New York City. Yeah, sorry about that. Next gated community. How funny is it that Eugene is blundering into all kinds of information that Carol should be finding out? Yeah, I guess. That's yeah. that's what she was trying to do, right? Go yes. incognito so she can... Carol tries to find out information. Really, Eugene was just stealing food. <laughs> and then love the contrast between Rick and Glenn regarding the Alexandrians. Rick has decided that none of them should be alive. And Glenn thinks they need to be taught and shown the way. The scene with Glenn explaining why and how to manage the walkers versus Rick just saying, do it. I'm guessing this is going to play out all season. I really enjoyed it. Maybe they will show someone some uh, show someone showing everyone how to walk through the woods quietly. Look to see if the trees have walkers in them, scanning the area. Yes, I realize they're open. They are opening discussing the Morgan Rick comparison, but I think it's really Glenn and Rick. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> when Rick sent Carter out, you know, you go ahead, Carter. You go up ahead. And Carter immediately gets bit. But it seemed like I, I went, I watched it. I kept reversing it and going mm. back and watching it and watching it and watching it. It seems like like the the zombie reached out for him and then pulled him back. Like the zombie was sort of stuck in the trees. Mm. And did you notice that how he got bit and then he got bit on the face? And I'm like, that would have been the easiest thing to escape from. Well, that was the point. Yes. Yeah. Because he's so inept. Yeah. That any one of Rick's people could have easily gotten out of that. And that's Rick had just said earlier. Well, it doesn't matter whether I kill him or not. People like that are going to die. Right. And they're going to die because I'm going to send them out to die. (laughs) That's not what he meant. But Mm -hmm. I mean, he he has a, a what do you call it when you really 
just hates detests he detests people who are weak because yes. they well he's like just you know I'll just be thinking about when he's going to screw up and probably I, I assume well, he means and then maybe put some of the people I care about not, in danger. It's not just that he hates people who are weak. I mean, clearly his baby Judith is weak, but he hates people that are weak and then stupid and loudmouthed about it. So this guy also went against him and he's sort of stupid and loudmouthed and he's going to he was he's the kind of guy that would get other people in trouble. So yeah, that's what he doesn't like. It's I not mean, that he, he just he, detests weakness. He yeah, just detests well, stupidity uh, with weakness. Well, he told, he sent all of them. Like when the zombies yeah, he came, he's that. like, okay, you guys, you can do it. Good luck. It wasn't just the loudmouth guy. It was right. everybody else who was around. You him. go ahead and do that. Yeah. But then he had he knew he had his backup ninjas ready and went to fall in, which and they when did. they did, he was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> Damn you guys! Are you saving their lives? They should die. I mean, that's the way I think he feels. Like if you if they're gonna die, they're gonna die because they're not strong enough to take care of themselves. It's like, well, you got to train them. Train All right, him. let's do a couple calls. This let's is Charlie from I think New York. Hey guys, first and foremost, welcome back. So glad to have you guys back. Yay and Karen, welcome back. Thanks. I hated Fear of the Walking Dead with a passion, Aww. so I did not follow it. I followed the show loosely, but I hated it so much I couldn't even listen to you guys talk about it because <laughs> I, I think you um, certainly did like it, and that's fine. Not I just me. didn't. Not but anyway, back to the real deal, which is the Walking Dead. Ooh. Last night, best show, best season premiere of the entire season. Period. This thing had me on the edge of my seat. I think it was brilliant storytelling. I think visually beautiful, the juxtaposition between the big zombie hordes and the smaller intimate scenes between the characters was amazing. Um, Lots of tensions being set up. They cannot go wrong from here on. I mean, it's just, they've just gave us so much to look forward to and so many things to explore that, hey, I'm looking forward to the whole season. What I'm not looking forward to, however, is seeing the black man with the bad wig (laughs) with that god awful lace front wig they dragged him on twitter yesterday and i thought it was hilarious everybody had fun making fun of his hair cornrows but like dreadlocks but like ponytail i'm just gonna need them to pick one style and make it a good (laughs) one for the black man okay well uh yeah he looks just like he does in the comic i think maybe that's that's another case of when they try to copy the comics but did you think it looked funny no. It didn't look out of place or anything? No. no. I, he I just like said he's a charming looking guy. I uh, was surprised to find that I was kind of missing Fear the Walking Dead watching this. Weirdo. Because there's something more stark about that show and a few other factors that make it feel... Like no zombies? A little more real to me. No, there's zombies in it, but there were a couple episodes. But uh, they were great, though. Great episodes that didn't have the zombies. I think the episode with the zombie was actually, uh, I felt like that one annoyed me the most because the other stuff that was going on. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh-huh. I, I was missing it. Yeah, I was Aww. like, uh, this show feels a little more like a fantasy to me, which is great. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it more. I like it more than Fear the Walking Dead. But Fear the Walking Dead has something that makes me feel more like, oh, this is what it would be like. <laughs> I guess that's That's, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and it might just be because... It happened during civilization, so you have that through line somewhat. Do you know, I have to say that the little one-offs Flight 462? Yeah. That, to me, is more compelling than Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, well, it is. that is Fear the Walking Dead. I mean, it's made by the same people, and they're going to... 
one of the characters from that is going to go into Fear the Walking like Dead a, next season. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's a whole different but a, yeah, a couple, group and story and Like, stuff. there's only been, like, a, what, three minutes or something so far? I haven't seen the second one yet. Well, they, I, I they watch showed it. last night. And Don't tell me, but I, I like the first one. I like the first one. And so far, I'm like, yeah, I got more out of that than I did the entire season of Fear the Walking Dead. Interesting. Hmm. All right, so let's see. Timothy Johnson. Hey, Jensen Ken, this is Timothy Johnson calling back again, and I just have to say, wow, one a top ten episode, that's for sure. And I also have to just say, well, the the Walker uh, parade, the Walker parade is in town. Yep, and there was the uh, <laughs> <laughs> is the float. Hmm, I wonder what the Walkers would throw out. Probably fingers or some candy. But wow, my favorite part of this episode wasn't the necessarily the zombies, but well, seeing the zombies in black and white reminded me of Night of the Living Dead. That was really That's cool. cool. And it was yeah. just a big episode. And oh, Alexandria is doomed, and I cannot wait to see what happens. It looks intense, but seeing the flashbacks in black and white was my favorite part of this episode. So. We'll see. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks, Timothy. Timothy? Timothy. And then we finally we have Kristen Halberg. Hey, it's Kristen hey. Halberg. So I'm in the middle of watching this, and if I don't talk about it now, I'm not going to talk about it. And I've had two glasses of wine, so <laughs> I feel like talking about it. Anyways. You guys have said for quite some time now that you think Daryl is very one note and you you hate the fact that his voice is like this, <laughs> like he's some kind of gritty, gritty guy. <laughs> but I think I said before in a post once, I think, I'm pretty sure, that when you're dehydrated or when you come out of some kind of night of partying and you smoke too much and you had no water because all you had was booze, you wake up and you sound like something died in your throat. Well, I just watched a scene between Rick and Daryl, and Daryl had a wheelbarrow, and he was talking very normally because he is fed and he's slept and he's hydrated and he's normal again. So I just wanted to point that out, that mm. this is actually not an, a one-note character or a one-note actor playing a very complicated character. This is somebody who understands the elements and is playing his voice to the elements. And that's something to actually be applauded. So that's all I wanted to say. I'll talk to you later. You guys are rock. <laughs> Bye. I don't, I'm not sure I think he's one-note. I think that he... The phrase I've used a lot is too cool for school. So he wears his vest with the sleeves cut off and his hair is, you know, similar to what you're saying about his voice. Yeah, it looks like it could just be that way because it's messed up. But I get the feeling they took a lot of time to style it and he could also be walking down a runway with that hair, you know, yeah. and his voice could be that way because he's dehydrated and he's been out in the elements, but it also just sounds really cool. Really cool. So I, I don't buy it. <laughs> Sorry. But, I, you know, I mean, as I've said before, I, I have definitely appreciated his character in, in a lot during the, the show. And I don't he doesn't stand out like, oh, man, I wish he wasn't on there. No, I like his character, but it just seems a little bit like he he's too cool for school sometimes. <laughs> you know, ever since. Speaking of voices, real fast. I actually like his voice. I like the voice of pretty much everybody on this show. 
I appreciate they don't have anybody whiny on the show or with the vocal fry because the vocal fry just you're doing just, it now. I, I am. I did it on purpose. <laughs> no, I mean uh, still. <laughs> <laughs> I did it on purpose. Oh, okay. I do it all. It's the time. awful. Do you? No, you mm-hmm. don't. I don't, I don't catch you. You should listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to? No, you don't have to. Okay, Not if you don't want to hear the vocal fry. I don't want to hear vocal fry. God, can, do you have a filter for that? No, I like it. You do not like vocal I fry. I do, yeah. Do you really? Yeah, totally. It's you, very you moderate. Hear, if you it, listen it sounds to me, very I talk like that a, a lot, like this or I'm doing right now. Uh-huh. That's how I talk. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and not everything I say has the vocal fry, but it dips into it quite a lot. I don't know. And I like it. that because Ira Glass does it too, and... Ira Glass does it, and it's mm-hmm. adorable when he does it. Yeah, I think so. All right, well, one thing I forgot to say about Daryl this episode is he's the one saying, you know, we need to bring other people into the group because that's actually how we're safer. And I am sort of like, that's what happened to Fonzie. He started off kind of a bad boy and a contrarian, and he became the saint. Right. <laughs> you know? so he evolved. He evolved. And, you know, I, I, that's the little devil on my shoulder saying that. And the angel saying, yeah, really? he just evolved. He learned that teamwork is good. And yeah, Happy Days was one of my favorite shows growing up. Definitely. These days are ours. <laughs> when Harold, uh, when Daryl says, step into my office, and then, then he goes into we, the bathroom, you know, hey. jump the shark. <laughs> <laughs> or when he hits his motorcycle and it starts up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when he actually jumps over a shark like Fonzie did. Okay. <laughs> So now it's time for our next sponsor. That's Harry's, which I love. Harry's does razor blades and they razors do. and shaving cream and gel. And uh, it's they're one of the sponsors that I reached out to before anybody was helping me get sponsors because I already used their product and I was happy with them and I knew I would feel good about talking about them. If you go to harrys.com right now, by the way, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. They'll give you $5 off if you type in coupon code DEADCAST with your first first purchase. So yeah, just enter coupon code DEADCAST at checkout for $5 off. I don't shave every day, as you can tell. Uh-huh. Um, but that means that when I do, I want to have a good razor or it hurts yeah. <laughs> if I don't. Yeah. And I also shave down here a lot more often, like my uh, neck. I'm going to be Luke Skywalker at Walker Shocker Con, and I'm thinking I should probably shave for that. Since he doesn't have any stubble. He probably doesn't know. <clears throat> but Harry's, they make their own blades. They purchase this factory in Germany and they have high quality, high performing German blades crafted by shaving experts. And so it just feels good on your face. They're the only razors I use anymore. Another reason why. Do you want to talk about I yourself? do. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, but I don't mean to. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I know that Harry's is sort of marketed towards dudes seems like yeah they're kind of masculine designs i'm here to tell you that they're wonderful for women and for one thing they've got really beautiful razors that are in interesting colors i got the bright orange one when i got Mm -hmm. mine and i use mine every single day i shave i'm gonna go ahead and just say it i shave my underarms i shave my legs i mean that's (laughs) a lot of real estate right i shave my bikini line occasionally 
Um, Where else? No, I'm just kidding. That's really it. <laughs> I like a clean chassis. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is... Such, I mean, I honestly think I shave more real estate than a dude does because a dude's like just shaving oh, his yeah, face. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm shaving legs. I'm shaving, yeah, legs. You know, the whole, I mean, that... Right. I'm telling you. And they're the best. I love my Harry's razor. I love it. I love it. I love it. So women, do not be afraid to order these for yourself. You will nice. not be sorry. Well, I'm here to tell you. I, there's a lot to like. The design is really cool. It's kind of minimal, which I love. And it's just kind of classic. There's a couple different designs to choose from. One of the best things is because they have this efficient business model since they own the factory, the cost is nearly half of what you'd pay in the store. So you're paying less money for higher quality mm -hmm. stuff. That's mm -hmm. kind of a no-brainer. Right. Um, the starter set is only $15. You get a razor, moisturizing, shave cream, and three razor blades. So instead of paying 32 bucks for an eight-pack of blades, you can do this. And if you get the $5 off, it's your first purchase. It's only 10 bucks. It's unbelievable. It's such a good deal. So they say you save about $150 a year on blades. Christmas Harry's. is coming, people. Yeah. And you know what? Whoever you one. give this to is going to just love you because they're so great. Mm -hmm. And your satisfaction is guaranteed. The shipping is free right to your front door. So again, go to harrys.com. Use coupon code DEADCAST for $5 off your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, coupon code DEADCAST. And thank then, you to Harry's for your support. Thank you, Harry's. And don't forget to tell us if you order them and you like them. I want to know. All right, now it's time for Comic Talk with Mr. Blog and Gracie Lee. They're back. I know there was some stuff from the comics, so uh, they're not actually going to record this until later, but you're going to hear it right now. Hey everyone, welcome back to Comic Talk. It's been, you know, way too long since we've been here. We've been excited to be able to talk about The Walking Dead again. And man, last night's episode did not disappoint. What do you say? Yeah, I am so glad to be back. Yeah, so let's just get right into this. There were, I don't know, I wouldn't say too much out of the comic book, but... Nothing major. Exactly. Nothing major, but I'd say at the very beginning of this, the first thing is just having Morgan in, in Alexandria. Finally. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so finally I mean, but, with Rick's group. Yeah, because when they when they first get to Alexandria, Rick Morgan's already with them. That they, they picked him up on the way there. So this yeah, felt, way before like before the the Hunter's Ark. You're the Hunter's Ark. Yeah, he was there. Was for it all before of that, the Hunter's and, Ark? Yeah. Because they were that? on the road to. Alexandria or DC at yeah. that point, when that happened, when all that happened. And so he I was, think that happened after back. the Hunters. That was right after the Marauders. I don't know. Well. Yeah, whatever. Regardless, we'll he was there in Alexandria <laughs> the entire time. So it's, it's kind of wonderful to have him back. And it feels like this great confluence of the story where everything is really coming together. And of course, Part of that is repopulating all the people we know and love from Alexandria, such as Heath. I was so glad to see Heath. Yay. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and God, that actor looks exactly like the yeah. Heath from the comic yeah, book. Yeah, they, I mean, they got him re looking really close, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was like he was just stepping right on out of the book, and there yeah, was Heath. Yeah, I couldn't believe great. it. And his buddy Scott, who. Yep. It, who's it, uninjured it, at this point. <laughs> who is uninjured at this point. Now, the first time we ever meet him in, in the comic, of course, is when we first meet Heath, when Rick and everybody's first getting to Alexandria. He's the one that fell, broke his leg. Yeah, now, in the city. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, it is because of this 
Keith being worried about Scott being injured, that he gets to know Dr. Cloyne really well, right? So yeah, we haven't Denise. met Dr. Cloyne yet, but I'm pretty sure she's in the cast this season. So I think something bad is going to happen to Scott. Sorry, Scott. Um, <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it was great to have both of them there. And, and I love the way that they were introduced about having been out on a run for the whole time. Uh, it just it fits perfectly with their character the way that we do know and love our beloved Heath. Indeed. Uh, also, they mentioned Holly a couple of different times, I think, mm-hmm. in the episode. Uh, still haven't seen her yet. Uh, Tobin, of course, I think had a little bit more of a role. So, you know, we're seeing uh, Olivia was there at one point. Uh, she did pop up. So it, yes, it's, yes. It's yeah, nice yeah, to yeah. see the familiar faces, isn't it? Exactly. So speaking of familiarity, one of the things I really loved was right off the bat, Morgan is sitting there chatting. I don't even remember what it was he was specifically talking about, but he says the words, no way out which <laughs> that was great i think to every comic reader we we're like okay that's what we're getting i mean we knew it right at the beginning when we see this giant herd in a quarry uh, and of course the setup to all of that is quite way a bit different. different yes way different i mean the the herd arrives to alexandria in the book because rick fires off the shot to kill pete and then the what are they called uh in the the scavengers, scavengers show yeah. up Big gun fight, and that's what draws them in, right? So this time it is going to be by Rick's hand, sort of, except for that whole horn blast. And I'm sure Jason and Karen have discussed who they think is honking that horn. Is it the wolves? Is it Carl 2.0? What's his Ron? Uh, who, of course, they've aged up quite a bit because that is not the little Ron in the comic book. No, no. <laughs> so what else did was a bit different or similar to, to last night's episode? Well, Pete's burial went went differently um, in the comics. I think in the comic, Rick's, Rick actually talks Douglas into allowing Pete to have a funeral. They were having a funeral for a couple of the other people that died. Um, and um, Douglas was against it, you know, but Rick turned him around and uh, he said, you know, Pete's dead. The funeral's not for Pete. You know, obviously it's for the, for the people who knew him and his, his family. And so he go. Douglas goes along with it. So very different. Where here, Deanna basically agrees with Rick and says, "Yeah, take take him out. He's not even going to be buried on property." So, although they are getting the fact that in the book Douglas sort of shuts down after all these events. Yes. You know, so yeah, they're, they 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 do seem to be getting that well as well. That that Deanna is, you know, although sort of functioning, she's pretty much giving everything over. To Rick. Rick. Now, mm-hmm. remind me again who... Oh, that's right. It was Tobin who ends up taking Douglas to task for the fact that... Uh, because isn't this the point where Douglas asked Tobin... No, no, that happens. That that already happened. Never mind. Um, I forget who... I, I, maybe it's not Tobin that took him to task. But somebody takes Douglas to task for relinquishing so much power. Maybe it's Easy. Aaron. I think it is Aaron, oh. if I recall co- correctly. Okay. Um, so I think that may happen soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see that happening. I had actually forgotten about that little bit in the comic, so that was that's a good little pickup there. So Jesse and Rick, it's going down a little bit differently in the in the comic. Jesse was she was kind of relieved that Pete was dead. I mean, she said yeah. she was sad and she'd miss him, but she was kind of relieved, and 
she was much more accepting of Rick's friendship, I'd say, than Well, than yeah, TV I think Jesse. in the in the book, she pretty much jumps his bones. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, it seemed like 20 minutes. I, I don't think the blood had dried on her from Pete's face. But, uh, you know, she was just like down, down for whatever, you know, with Rick. It's like, whoa, lady. Uh, so some it, comforting. Yeah, she needed some comforting. So it is definitely playing out a little bit different with that. But, you know, it hasn't been shut down quite yet. So I don't really know what to make of this. I'm I'm. I'm assuming they're going to still be going straight ahead with the Rick and Jesse relationship. I mean, that's what do you think? Do you think they're still going to go? I mean, I think they still might because it I don't it plays into a lot of other storylines that uh, I can't imagine them skipping. So, well, and speaking of relationships, what about Michonne and Morgan? I thought they were kind of teasing that this week a little bit with the whole protein, the peanut butter protein bar thing. Yeah, well, which she did steal. So. Um, <laughs> But she was pretty amused by that whole that whole thing. <laughs> no, absolutely, and I and I think there there were some little sparks there as well. I mean, I also saw maybe some sparks with Morgan and Carol, but I think that was more "I'm on to you" and "Uh oh, I don't know if he's on to me or not." So, good stuff. I don't know. Can yeah. you can can you think of any other things from the episode that were out straight out of the comic book, other than the things that we've thrown out there already? No, I think that that about covers it. And some of oh, maybe duh, we're forgetting a huge way. thing. What? what about the the showdown with uh, Carter basically getting together with everybody to conspire against Rick? Oh, similar to Nicholas. Similar to that was exactly like Nicholas. I mean, that's exactly what Rick says. You're gonna you think you're gonna kick him out and him out yeah. and her out and me out? You know, says that exact same thing. The only difference was it was Glenn that overheard the plan mm-hmm. as opposed to Eugene, and of course it was not. Nicholas, or it was Nicholas, it wasn't this Carter fellow uh, who's the made-up fellow. But I think everybody who was in attendance at that meeting is basically the same the group same of people. people yeah, from right. the, that's where Olivia showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who else was there, but it was, it was uh, Heath was there as well, if I recall correctly. So that was virtually identical. And the same thing with him assuming he was going to be killed and Rick going, no, I'm not going to kill you. I, I kind of wish we got more of that Rick speech of... No, I don't want to kill you people. I, you know, we can all do this together. That's the last thing I want to do. Um, but, you know, the show had to put him back in a crazy town a little bit. Like, I just want to kill everybody. <laughs> um, which is a little different, I would say, than the book. We've, we've been through periods of that in the book, but not to this degree. So, barring that last little bit that just popped right back up into my head, any other thing that yeah, you I'm glad think you of? remembered that one. Nope, I think that's about, <laughs> I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, great to have Jason and Karen back. Uh, I'm sure the show was absolutely fantastic, at least up until this point. So until then, (laughs) we'll hopefully see you again next week. All right, we're back and it's time for next week on The Walking Dead. It's <laughs> to see if it's really yeah, finished. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on The Walking Dead, season six, episode two, and the title is JSS. Dun dun dun. There was a preview that showed Enid taking out a walker. So this is a preview. And then she gets in the car, and on the car window, she draws the initials JSS. Hmm. What do you think it stands for? Jason. 
Yeah, yeah. Shaves sometimes. Sometimes. Jason shaves sometimes. <laughs> With Harry's. With Harry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Get an extra 10 bucks for that. <laughs> JSS. It's I don't know. kind of mysterious, right? What did the description say? The, the official description is, just when it looks like things can return to normal or as normal as things can be in the apocalypse, a new problem arises for the Alexandrians. That tells us really nothing. Except... Well, things return to normal and a new problem, right? Like, how does what that fit with what? what we just saw? Yep. Well, I guess what's normal is that they always get driven out of wherever they're trying to live by zombies. Yes, so that's exactly. how they return to normal. Yeah, it's normal. Whoa, this feels more like what we're used to. Right. We're, we're walking the through the forest. We're walking. We're walking. <laughs> it's written by Seth Hoffman, who's written eight episodes, lots and lots, including Con. Conquer the Distance Us Inclaimed, directed by Jennifer Chambers Lynch. Yes, David Lynch's daughter, who previously directed the episode Spend, the one where Noah gets killed mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. Nicholas. I mean, er, the walkers because of Nicholas, which is not <laughs> my favorite episode, but because I thought it was too I loved it. Brutal. I, it was well I know you loved it. But loved I mean, it, loved it. well, like, let's say, you know, you can't really blame that on her. She didn't write it. So... She got that script I and had to direct it. I fully blame her because she got the camera pointed at my poor, my poor <laughs> Noah. Like, we need to see more gore here, people. Right. That's pretty Thank much it. Thank you, Jennifer Lynch. All right, that's it. Are you ready to close it out? I am indeed. All right, that's our show, episode 195 with my vocal fry. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you use the Overcast podcast app, which I know is quite popular, Overcast 2 just came out and it supports chapters, which the first one didn't. And nice. that's important to our podcast because you can skip around and stuff. We always have chapters in there and it's free now. So you get full features and it's free. They, I'm not affiliated with them at all. I just thought you guys might like to know. That's cool. If you want to call us, you can. I don't even use that one either. I use Castro, hmm. which doesn't support chapters, <laughs> but it looks cool. Uh, if you want to call us, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can email us at brains at podcastica.com. You can find us on the web at podcastica.com or facebook.com slash deadcast. And don't forget to check out our Evil Dead cast and podcast junkies Editions on podcastica.com if you're into that sort of thing. And please come and see us in Atlanta when we're there in a couple of weeks. That's right. On Saturday around 6, we're going to have a listener meetup in the hotel bar. Come and have a drink with us. Yay. We'd love to see you, baby. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't, Don't get, get bit, Audrey Srod. I'm ready to grab the bull by the nutsack.